afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, now more than ever. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? What if your brand was a bagel business started in the middle of a global pandemic in the city of Detroit. That sounds crazy. It sounded crazy to me. So crazy that I wanted to talk to the owners of Tove Bagel in Detroit. And I got Dan Lenz on the on the show, and it was wonderful. I've got the link right there in the episode descriptions. It, it's worth listening to again. It really is great. I had a follow-up um, message from him. I reached out to him to see how things were going. They're doing great. They had one location sharing or distributing their bagels. Uh, last time we had them on in September of 2020, and they have seven locations that are doing that now. they got a place where they make the bagels and then they find places that will sell them, you know, coffee shops and bookstores and things like that. So he said he's very busy, but it's a great problem to have. Well, when we had Tove Bagel on the show, the show was called Fall in Love with Tove Bagel. We didn't, we, I just want to do a show about these young entrepreneurs who were starting a business at what seemed like a really unusual time for that. It seemed like you would kind of bet against it. And I didn't ask them to say this. They told us that they were doing business, the, a bank called Level One, Level One Bank. They called it out by name. If your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Would people have even heard of you? Okay, you have to have other people saying your brand if you want other people to hear it. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Now, if it's crazy to start a business selling bagels in the middle of a pandemic in Detroit, Michigan. This is one of those states that was just locked down with the iron fist of the governor up there. Well, what kind of bank takes a chance on a brand like this? Well, Level One Bank has earned a reputation. If the big guys say no, come talk to us. We know this area. What have I said for 11 years on this show? Locality, locality, locality. You wake up, you go to the grocery store, you get gas, you stop by Walgreens or CVS, you make a curbside pickup at Target, and almost always within this 20, 25-mile radius of your home. And so um, I'm glad to hear that Tove Bagel is doing well, and the bank Level One Bank is glad they're doing well. It's been great getting to know the folks at Level One Bank, Dick, uh, Bank David Walker, Nicole Ransom, and then on the show today, we have Gregory Burnett. And as I'm always pointing out, the conversations that you hear on the Power Performance Podcast are a small sample of a much larger conversation, but I'm trying to keep the show in that 20-minute time frame. I can't keep cracking back on these terrible hour-long webinars if I'm not going to do my show in a fun, concise, reasonably timed kind of thing. And so uh, you're going to hear from Gregory Burnett, great guy. We had such great conversations on and off the air talking about how they, too— had an idea for a business. In this particular case, it was a new bank. And when they launched it, the timing is very interesting and it makes for a great story. And so you're going to hear it and you're going to hear about it all right after this. 
And for 11 years, it's conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner and without the expense report. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. Ah, yes, the one and only Alice Cooper, who I met when I was in high school. He came and played a round of golf at the Woodlake Golf and Country Club, where my family had a membership, and he was the nicest guy, by the way. So let's go up to and visit with Greg Renette. Hey, Greg, how are you? Oh, thank you very much. I'm doing quite well. It's a sunny day in uh, February in Michigan, so it's always good when it's a sunny day. Well, Greg Burnett is one of the original founders of Level One Bank, and I asked him about the timing of when they started the bank, because it's a very interesting story. Well, back when we were originally trying to sell the uh, equity uh, we needed to start the bank, it was a very uh, solid time. So it was early uh, 2007 when we started to formulate the idea for the bank, and and uh, you know many of my co- colleagues were jumping to other institutions, getting uh, big signing bonuses. Ironically, when I uh, uh, joined Level One Bank, I actually had to write a check because I couldn't very well sell the equity if I wasn't buying in <laughs> myself. So in, in any case, uh, we, we were looking at projections and looking at the marketplace and trying to figure out how we could carve out space for a new bank in a, a crowded marketplace with a lot of aggressive banks. Little, little did we know that uh, uh, just a few months later, the uh, financial industry would be in flames and that all those competitors in the state of Michigan would decide that they weren't going to lend any money for a while because they were concerned about what was going on with the entire economy. And what was going on with the entire economy is that we were in the throes of the Great Recession, just as Level 1 Bank is getting started. And, of course, it's the most significant financial problem or challenge since the Great Depression of 1929. We thought that might have lasted a generation, but nope, here comes COVID-19. But I asked Greg, did growing and surviving during that challenging time make you guys tougher? more resilient, you know, and as you are now, you're still thriving in the midst of the global pandemic. I feel like the two have to be connected somehow. Well, you know, it was interesting, you know, that, that there, there was there was moments along the way where, where you weren't sure you were going to survive, you know. Uh, when, when your uh, business is primarily uh, centered around lending money, and you find that uh, all the businesses around you are, are, are sort of troubled, and every loan you're right. looking at, you're questioning whether or not it's some other bank's problem that you're taking on. Uh, that, that gets mm. a little dicey. But at the same time, you know, when we started, we, we weren't sure if there was going to be a lot of opportunity. You know, would uh, 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 customers consider going to this new bank? But ironically, it turned out to be the best of times for us because other banks weren't lending money. We were the only one with a shingle out there that says has money to lend, you know, and, and that, that certainly attracted the clients. And so we were able to build up through that. But uh, um, one of the most challenging things, I think, was the fact that when we started the bank, we were, we were at a prime rate of eight and a quarter percent. And uh, by the uh, end of the first year, we were down to three and a quarter 
That's quite a collapse in your primary revenue generator for the bank, which is interest income. And yet they didn't just survive, they thrived. And here we are in the midst of PPP 2.0, and Level 1 Bank is right there at the forefront providing the very service that the PPP offers to the very types of small businesses that need it. Well, you know, for Level 1 Bank, we deal with the small businesses that are most affected by this virus. You know, small restaurants, retailers, anybody with a business that that, uh, is affected by social distancing and some of the mandates that have uh, occurred in the state of Michigan. And this uh, PPP program, both last year's program and this year's program, really provides a lifeline to these businesses, giving them, you know, some funding that hopefully will get them past the virus and yeah. get to the point where you know the state reopens and they can start moving towards normal uh, ways of generating revenue. Greg also told me that one of the reasons for the success of the PPP program is that it blended the private sector with this government program that already had some of the architecture in place to fund these loans. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, it, it just looking at the rollout last year, you know, that the the, uh, the government passes this legislation, and then the ten days that follows, there was daily uh, changes and updates from the SBA, and and we finally got to the point where the program launched, and there was a lot of chaos and confusion. But what it did was use a uh, uh, an architecture that was out there for f- over 50 years. The SBA wow. has had a couple of key lending programs that have worked very effectively using banks to sort of deliver that uh, funding to clients. And so this overlay, you know, a private-public partnership was critical because there's no way the SBA could staff up and, and get enough people on the ground to deliver this badly needed funding. Funding uh, to clients, so they used the banking system and the partnership that was already there. Uh, you know, obviously with some new rules and everything, but uh, right. uh, they used that existing architecture, and w- they were able to deliver billions of dollars of need uh, funding to those in need in a very short period of time. And as you heard Greg say, back during the Great Recession, Level One Bank earned a reputation as the one bank that might take a chance on your idea and your small business when nobody else will. During the Great Recession, when nobody was lending money, right on through COVID-19 with the SBA PPP and taking a chance on a small business, starting a bagel business in the midst of a uh, global pandemic in a state that is shut down. Well, I asked him, I said, is that just a big part of your cultural DNA, taking chances when other people won't? Well, it's sort of interesting. You you think about banks, usually you think of 100-year-old institutions. We were a bank that, that was formed by entrepreneurs. You know, our board of directors, all entrepreneurs, they all invested their own money. The, the top executives all invested their own money. So we, we have a unique sort of affinity for our clients because we're in the same boat as they are. You know, we invested our money and uh, we had projections that we provided to our our bank, if you will, to our shareholders. And, and those projections got thrown out the window because of circumstances in our environment just a year later. You know, I 
I, you couldn't be more off with an interest rate projection going to less than half of what you thought it was going to be, you know. So, so likewise, you know, when we're working with these clients, you know, they, they face those same kind of environmental challenges. And who better to be with than a bank who's actually been in the trenches with them, you know, an entrepreneur who has gone through the same kind of things, uh, uh, a guy who's gone home to his wife and had her say, why'd you choose this healthcare company? Because it doesn't pay for anything. You know, that was yeah. sort of our early days. You had to scrimp and find the cheapest uh, vendors you could and didn't always work out for the family, you know? So. One of my favorite features on the Level One Bank website, which I have embedded right there in the episode description, is something called the Switch Kit. It even sounds fast. If you want to move all of your business accounts and your personal accounts to Level One Bank, they make it very easy to do that with all the stuff you need online. But they combine it. They they balance it with balance, that great musical term. They balance it with real people, real professional bankers, because that never goes out of style in banking. There's real people, people in our banking centers and commercial lenders at, uh, um, I, I was going to say at headquarters, but now I have to say at home, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, virtually at the headquarters, you know, there's, there's people there that understand what's going on with the client's businesses that are there to help them along the way. But at the same time, we have that technological interface. And once they, once they're on board with us, the tech Technology sort of looks the same as any other bank. And as ever, we wanted to end the interview with just some fun questions. And so I asked, as I've been asking a lot of our guests, hey, during the you know the pandemic, we're spending more time at home. Was there a movie or a show that you discovered that maybe you would not have discovered otherwise without the amount of time that we were all spending watching the streaming services and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I would have to say the one that really captured my attention uh, was The Queen's Gambit. And, and uh, normally I wouldn't go for something like that, you know, uh, and, and I was a little trepidation, but it, it is an amazing character study of a young woman who went through real trials as, a, 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 you know, an orphaned a, a child. And, and uh, but for me, the particular affinity was as a young man, I learned how to play chess from uh, some very formidable people, you know, uh, uh, a, a national collegiate champion and others who taught me that game. And so I actually had sort of a double interest in that show because it, it, I just found it so intriguing the way she thought about the game of chess. Well, Greg is the second person to recommend Netflix, The Queen's Gambit, to me. So there goes my Friday afternoon. I know what I'll be watching this afternoon. I, too, played competitive chess at one time in my life. I learned to play chess uh, by eating Lucky Charms cereal. Uh, back in the day, they put prizes in cereal boxes. You'd reach your hand in the cereal and grab the prize, a whistle or a little fake tattoo set or a little coloring book or something, tiny little stuff. Well, in this particular box, they hand out these little, uh, they give out these little plastic chess pieces, and you cut out the 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 board from the cereal box and on the side of the box, it told you how all the pieces moved. And I taught myself to play chess that way. And then finally, I asked Greg, hey, it's a music show in many ways. It's the power performance. What was your first live show? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of funny. Some of those memories blend together. But I, I, think, it was the, I think it was the Jay Giles band. And it was oh. up in a, uh, uh, really, it was called Castle Farms or something like that up in northern Michigan. 
and and uh, we we were we found our way to the front uh, just off the stage. I, I think I lost a certain amount of hearing uh, uh, being that close to that kind of a hard rock band. Well, the only reason we asked that question is because we found out that was one of Greg's security questions. So now we have access to all of his accounts. No, not really. Greg and the other founders of Level One Bank have the rare pleasure of looking back at something they started, you know, through the tough times, through the lean years to where Level One Bank is now throughout the great state of Michigan. If you're looking for a great banking brand, you will find one, just like the guys at Tove Bagel did at Level One Bank. If you're a small business and entrepreneur, you have an idea that you think might be kind of a crazy idea, go talk to our friends at Level One Bank. There, Sometimes you can be crazy good, and that's just as good as being good. And we thanked Greg so much for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and, and you're right. It's, it's been a joy to be involved in, in uh, starting something like this and seeing it grow like it has. Uh, um, much like any other entrepreneur, you know, you, you, you look back at what you've accomplished, and, and then you look forward to the challenge of the next day. And, and certainly, I think 2021 and uh, 2020 just behind us are challenging times for all. Absolutely. Hey, folks, his name is Gregory Burnett. Greg, we're going to great job. Absolutely. Have you ever really thought about where would we be without the risk takers, the people that start a business, a bagel business in the middle of a global pandemic, and the, and the banking brands that take chances on the small businesses and the entrepreneurs, which are the cornerstone, which are the foundation of our great American economy. Just so great getting to know the entire team up at level one bank. And then, you know, I, Greg made history. He was the first person to ever mention the Jay Giles band on the Power Performance podcast 11 years in. I got cable television. We got cable television at my home back in the early 80s. And the Jay Giles band was one of those MTV early hit makers. MTV made Jay Giles band and Jay Giles band made MTV there when it mattered most when both were sort of uh, needing a boost. And it's just, it was just so funny when you mentioned that because in so many ways, you know, it's what we always talk about on this show. History is you can change with it or you can get changed by it. History was changing when Level One Bank was starting. The economy was was said to be in free fall. Everything was so bad. Don't take any chances. Now is the time to, you know, um, go into this uh, this momentary staleness, this this celebration of doing nothing. And Level One Bank just opted out of that. And now, when I say boutique brand, I don't mean small. Boutique does not mean small. It means functional elegant. They've got a vibe that you can't download and that you can't create with fancy graphics. And they've got 300 employees. So boutique does not mean small. They've got a relationship with that small business community. And they are out-localing the nationals and out-nationaling the locals. Make loans, get paid back, take chances, be bold, and be in business for ever. Thank you again, Greg Ornette. Hey, my name is Jason Dyson. Thank you for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And speaking of bands, there's only one way to get out of here today, and that's with the Jay Giles Band. And until next week, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.
Everybody. Yeah.